Salutations! Welcome to Pod Mortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined as always by my co-host, my sister, and my brother-in-law. Hi, I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. This week, we're broadcasting live from a cabin in the woods discussing the 1981 horror classic, The Evil Dead. The film was written and directed by Sam Raimi after securing funds with the help of his 1978 short film, Within the Woods. Armed with a low budget and a young and eager cast and crew, the film rose above its difficult production to become one of the most celebrated cult horror films of all time. The film would not only launch the careers of Raimi and the legendary Bruce Campbell, but it would also spawn a franchise complete with film sequels, a remake, a television series, comic books, video games, and even a musical. This film was recommended to us by friends of the show Fernando Dominguez and Tori, also known as @gulet5 on Twitter. Thank you both for your support of the show and for the suggestion. So, The Evil Dead. What were your first impressions on the film? I um don't remember the first time I saw this. It may have been with you, John mm-hmm. Paul, cuz I know Evil Dead's like your shit. But like thinking back on it, I think I was more acquainted with Evil Dead 2. Right. Than I was with this one. You thought a lot of yeah. what was going to happen. <laughs> we got to the end and I was like, wait, what about? He's Where's like, the no, chainsaw? That's not, yeah, yeah no. like, that is not this movie. <laughs> I really like it. It's mm-hmm. um, inspiring in a lot of ways, too. Mm-hmm. But like you can see that some dudes just went out there to make yeah. a movie and it's not perfect and there are issues. But I feel like that adds to the charm of it. That's right. exactly the yeah. term. Mm-hmm. It, there's a charm about this movie. Oh, yeah. It almost, it reminded me of two things, honestly. First thing, it reminded me the way that they started with the short film, mm-hmm. get the financing, make a feature. Reminded me a lot of Saw. Saw, yeah. Uh, with what Lee Winnell and James Wan did. But mm-hmm. then it also reminded me, you've got this group of friends that have been friends forever. Mm-hmm. They go and they make a movie together. It's been their dream it reminded me of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like, not like it's super inspiring right, in that right. way. Like yeah. it really is. And then to see Sam Raimi blow up, yeah. it's like he did that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like yeah. it's it's just awesome. You love to see it. <laughs> you no, love to yeah. see it. Well, I've had a fondness for this movie for a very, very long time. Yeah. This movie would scare the living shit out of me as a kid. I'll tell you what scene in particular when we get to it. But, um, okay. I remembered it didn't matter. I would watch it over and over and over, and it didn't matter. Me and my brother, we thought this was like the greatest thing in the world. And it is. I mean, yeah. not saying that it's not, because it is, but this was something that we wanted to watch no matter what. You know, like I said, we watched Chucky a lot, but this was a permanent, you know what I mean? Like this was something, it didn't matter. Like I played the video games, like I, <laughs> bu- like I bought, like I have my original Necronomicon I'm holding right now. Yeah, yes. he, he brought it to the table. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like this movie was great and it wasn't only because it's a good movie but like we were saying you see yeah. in the movie there's i mean you can see that it's low budget mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter like this is this is one of those movies like i it i don't care if this was like you seen somebody's hand you know puppeting something like, <laughs> i still it's, it's going to be like this is, yeah, yeah this is what makes this movie what it is 
But yeah, I was a kid when I first seen it, and it it never left my heart. Like this was great, like constantly, all three of them. It's yeah, it's funny to me because I did not watch The Evil Dead until I was like a teenager, mm-hmm. but I still have almost like a childlike fondness for right. it. Yeah, I don't know if it's just the matter of what this movie meant at the time, right. what the people that made it. The fact that Bruce Campbell is just the coolest person to yeah, ever no, yeah. walk the earth. Um, but no, because I remember watching this when I was like 13 with our dad, and I was actually still scared as I was watching it's, it. It's a lot. It yeah, is. Yeah, no, yeah. It's creepy, and it's disgusting, and Very. it's just, I mean, it. it's just great. It, I mean, I is. don't... Yeah, and I think the thing that blows my mind is that by a lot of accounts, this would have kind of just gone under the radar and right. been one of those, you know, low budget independent horror movies of mm-hmm. the 70s, 80s that just came out and right, went. Right. If not for a review written by Stephen King. Yep. Yeah, I seen that. He, <laughs> opened, he opened the door. Yeah. And to me, that's the most inspiring thing of all. Oh, yeah. Is that literally, and I know there was, you know, Irvin Shapiro, the producer, and yeah. Cannes Film Festival and mm-hmm. stuff. But sometimes all it takes is one person and it with can enough pull. change the lives yeah. of everyone involved oh, yeah. with something. Oh, no. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, going back to how inspiring it is. No. Yeah. This was I think I read three hundred and fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. That was the budget for this film. Right. And then he would go on to do. Spider-Man 3 when it was made it was like the most expensive film ever made at mm-hmm. 350 million. <laughs> Although half the budget was spent on hair dye and eyeliner for yeah, Tommy hey, and we don't and, talk about and that. And choreography. <laughs> but I mean that's that's amazing and it's like this wasn't handed to him. You no, know what I mean? Like no. and he loves like you can feel the love of the genre through the film of film oh, yeah. and horror yes. just oh, yeah. in yeah. general and i think that's the biggest thing is that these people from the outside they were not a part of the hollywood system yeah yeah oh not at all at all not at all and they're just like let's do it and they did it and yeah here it is and here we are and they yeah. were young yeah, yeah. they were young yeah. That's that's inspiring. It's a little <laughs> oh, less yeah. inspiring right now. <laughs> well, no, that but always still. makes me mad. Well, I am I am happy for them. <laughs> now, before we dismember the body of this film, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, let's resurrect the dead. So the film opens with the title, The Evil Dead, looking almost like ripples in water. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really neat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially for the time. I never understood, like, whenever they would film in film, it's like, how are they getting these titles on here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but the title gives way to a miscovered lake. We float and twist over the lake through branches as we hear growls and other unsettling noises. It looks super cool. Yeah, It does. It's like floating above like it looks crazy yeah yeah there's a ton of interesting camera work in this movie you've got shots like this you've got these weird dutch angles you've got angles that you're like where even is the camera right now (laughs) yeah you know according to imdb this shot itself was accomplished by having sam raimi sit in a dinghy with a camera and Bruce Campbell pushed him. (laughs) (laughs) From what I read, Bruce Campbell did like everything. Yes. (laughs) Like on screen and behind the camera. Like it's 
it's crazy. It it's reminiscent of like a lot of independent films where everybody has like fourteen jobs. Yeah, and it's again inspiring because it's like no, this was a passion project. They are willing to do whatever it takes to get this made. Yeah, he's not just oh, I'm here to you know say my lines or whatever. Like he gave everything mm-hmm. to no. it. Yeah, that and that's like we were saying. You know, they earn this shit. Yeah, Absolutely. this movie you can tell how much. They put into it, mm-hmm. and these these camera angles and all they do is is like this is great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny on the commentary. Sam Raimi had said that an old professor of his came up to him after the premiere, and he was like, "You can't just have crazy shot after crazy shot." He's like, "I was losing my mind in there." <laughs> and then <laughs> he was just disappointed. But it's like I know Sam Raimi's name. Yeah. yeah. What 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 was your, your name? name? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, we then see a 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88 Royale driving down the street and I name checked the car because <laughs> it appears in nearly every Sam Raimi film following this one. Yeah. Uh, like, it's in all the evil deads. It was in drag me to hell. It's uncle Ben's car. In oh, Spider-Man. that's right. It's okay, in the okay. gift. It's, it's in everything. Well, I didn't Sam see Raimi that. Does. So I don't know. What that uh, was, well, it's, we'll oh, have to check it's it so out. Good. It's yeah. fantastic. So good. But inside the car, we see Scott played by Richard DeManincourt driving the car with his girlfriend, Shelly in the passenger seat played by Teresa Tilly and she's singing a song. I guess the radio doesn't work, so she's like, "I'll be the entertainment." <laughs> That's exactly what <laughs> <For> I <the> proceedings. <laughs> the radio doesn't work, or because yeah. <laughs> nobody's like, they're just You're like, "All right, have yeah. to stop." <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is, I read on this Evil Dead like forum that apparently this song is from a band that Sam Raimi was in when he was in college. Oh my god! So he's like, "I'm getting my shit in." Well. That's great. You got to plug everything. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like if the film stuff doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> but in the back seat sits the man himself, Ash Williams, played by Bruce Campbell. And he's got his arm around his girlfriend, Linda, played by Betsy Baker. Rounding out the cast is Ash's sister, Cheryl, played by Ellen Sandweiss, who is the fifth wheel on this double date. And I got to say, don't tell Barbara Crampton, but I'd gladly Uh-oh. be Cheryl's date to make it an even six. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> But between these interior and exterior shots of the car, we also see POV shots rushing through the trees, fog, and shrubbery of the woods. We also see a red truck speeding down the road as tense music begins to play. Ash is trying to navigate with the use of a map, and just as he tells Scott where they are, we see the POV shot from the woods is catching up to the car, which causes the steering wheel to whip left on its own. This sends them directly into the path of that red truck, but Scott's able to jerk the car to the right just in time, narrowly avoiding a collision. I love how he immediately is like, your car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he blames he blames Ash's car instead of being like, oh, I don't like. Well, um, it did jerk. I know. Oh, but I mean, come I mean, on. Like, I did not do that. <laughs> Does that really believable? Like your car almost killed us. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> it's He's like, I just got it tuned up. Don't bring that so shit stop. to my doorstep. Yeah. <laughs> I did find it odd that he's driving Ash's car. Yeah, I thought yeah. the same thing. Because nobody drives my car. Yeah. That- <laughs> That is weird. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Why? Right? But then again, as we grow to know Scott more, he kind of seems like a dick. Yeah. Yes, he does. Like he needs, maybe he needs to be in control. He's like, yeah, I'll go, but I'm driving. Well, then you I bring your that. car. Yeah. Uh, maybe he doesn't have one. <laughs> What's interesting I found out about the guy who's playing Scott, I don't want to butcher his name, but <laughs> um, he's like a professional diver he was a coach and what the fuck yeah taught at a diving school he did it in high school and he and i was like holy shit it's surprising they didn't use that at all yeah when they could have yeah what i thought was interesting was that him and the lady that played shelly 
went under aliases for this right yeah film which yeah that, and then uh the lady that played shelly got in trouble by the screen actors guild yeah that's why they went under the aliases because they didn't want to appear in a non-sag movie and get in trouble and then they ended up they getting got in trouble, in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but after scott blames the car he honks the horn saying it's the only thing that works. And we see a couple <laughs> of fishermen hear the honk and they wave and Scott yells at them. He's like, well, I'm not honking at you. It's like, it's like he- who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have to go out of your way to tell them that? Because again, Scott's a dick. Yeah. And then wasn't that Sam Raimi? Yes, it was. Yeah. He was one of the hitchhiking That's fishermen. Funny. But after he's asked about it, Scott describes the cabin that they've rented for their little getaway. It's old, a little run down, but it's right up in the mountains, and they've rented it for cheap. As it turns out, though, nobody has seen the place yet, so Shara's a little trepidatious. I would be, too. Yeah, how do you just rent a cabin and like, you don't know right. what it looks like? I, f- I forget. There's like, oh, I was like, were there no photos on Airbnb? Oh, wait, no, there was wait a minute. Not. Yeah, there wasn't. <laughs> there was yeah. not. So it's like they would have had to drive out here to check it yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, which, that's true. Yeah. But then I guess, I mean, if you're willing to take your girlfriend and all these friends there, you should probably yeah, do look the at work. It. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. But we then get this little awkward back and forth between Ash and Linda as he tells her that the place might not be that bad and she like puts her mind at ease. She's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or no, Linda was. Yeah. I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> it could be nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they eventually turn off the main road and onto a bridge with a sign that literally says dangerous bridge on it. It <laughs> says travel at your own risk. Um, then I'm not Absolutely traveling. Absolutely not. Are you defending the Don't bridge? Try. That Don't try. Don't try the bridge. That it doesn't work. Oh I my mean, god! Absolutely not. That's all I can say. I can't say that enough. We can walk across it. We not can walk around that. it. <laughs> <laughs> not I'm not getting on that thing. But they do, and we get a shot of the front of the car as they make their way across. Ash is trying to assure everyone that the bridge is safe, and we literally see planks breaking off and falling <laughs> into the water. But the worst part. <laughs> Their front tire smashes through a piece of it (laughs) and gets stuck. Ash opens the door to look out, sees his life flash before his eyes, (laughs) and closes it in a hurry. And they thankfully make it across safely. What's funny is that he tells him, he said, don't let the sounds fool you. This thing (laughs) is solid as a rock. (laughs) No, it's not. He's a great bullshitter, though. Yeah. I was like, I believe him and I'm watching it. (laughs) Okay. The the crazy thing to me is that as they're getting onto the bridge, in the original cut, there was a goof where mm-hmm. Rob Tappert, the producer, is standing right there. <laughs> but for some reason on Netflix and the Blu-ray that I have, they digitally erased him. Wow. And for me, that kind of defeats the purpose of the evil dead. Yeah. Yeah, don't try to fix shit. No. We know what this is. I want to see these fuck ups. Yeah. I want to see these goofs and mistakes. Right. As we said, it's part of it. It's the charm of the film yeah. that it's so imperfect. There's um that's funny you mention that because there is a few times from the originals. I don't know if it's on this DVD, but I noticed when we watch it, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And some of the shots, you can see the moon when it's in the corner. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see the cutout. Yes. You can, <laughs> Yeah, you know, you can, and it's not, you're like, ah, look at that. But <laughs> it doesn't matter. No. You know, and didn't they take that out? Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. That's another thing like, again. come on, man. The yeah. charm of the movie, you can't. Yeah. And that's something I clearly remember as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, and I now remember, it's gone. Yeah, and it's like, aw. But we then get the iconic shot from behind the car as it drives through the trees giving us the first look at the cabin in the woods. 
we hear a rhythmic banging, which is revealed to be an old wooden swing on the porch. As we see it moving on its own and making contact with the house, on the right side of the frame, we see the group parking the car and getting out on the left side of the frame. Having known nothing about filmmaking whenever I saw this, Mm -hmm. the shots, I was just like, oh, this is cool. But then now with this, I'm like, the rule of thirds, you got the right for you. It's it's (laughs) so cool. But from the ground, because again, all these weird camera angles, Mm -hmm. we see Scott approaching the cabin on his own as the rest of the group stands by the car. Almost Ash included though. Like yeah. it was yeah. funny to me that he had to go by himself because even Ash is like, that looks scary yeah. as hell. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> I, I feel like typically the guys go, right. the girls stay back. Mm-mm. It just made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Ash was like, no thanks. Well, I thought it was rude because they're like, look, if Scott survives, <laughs> then we'll, we'll join him. Then but we'll be all right. Until then. <laughs> but he reaches up and he grabs a ring of keys from above the door, looking over at the swing as it stops swinging on its own. Red flag. Yeah, Absolutely. Nope. There's plenty in this movie. Yes. Yeah. It's so many. Oh, yeah. And the house looks small at first glance, like it from does. outside. But it's not. And it- <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to me because they did film this at a real yeah, abandoned oh, cabin. Mm-hmm. And so the And lived in it. Yes. The interiors are the interiors. Yeah. The exteriors are the exteriors, but I agree. It's yeah. almost like some kind of weird magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scott finds the correct key on the ring and he lets himself inside. We see the door open, revealing a deer above a fireplace and dust just fills the air. I read that the dust, quote unquote dust, Mm -hmm. was uh, cigarette smoke. Interesting. Somebody inside was (laughs) smoking to make it look like, you know, dust when they open the door. You know, honestly, thinking back, it looks like it. (laughs) Because the first thing I thought is like, man, allergy wise, I would be. Oh, man, I'm dead. As soon as I cross the (laughs) threshold. You can't take us anywhere. But (laughs) (laughs) Scott switches on the light, which surprisingly works. And he makes his way around the living room. That's true. I didn't think I didn't think of that. The fact that they know nothing about this cabin. I'm like, okay, nothing's going to work. Yeah. You know, but he switches it on. The light bulbs look new. Yeah. (laughs) So cool. The place is a little beat up, but it's not too awful. No. And oddly, there's what appears to be a brand new clock on the wall. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, that doesn't look like that belongs there. No. <laughs> I mean, I know the dude's renting it out, so it's not like they're going to like an abandoned castle and they find this clock. But at <laughs> yeah, the same time, but everything else odd. looks pretty old. Yeah, yeah, except the clock. Yeah. It made again made me think of Saw when he's like, someone wants to know what time it is or whatever. <laughs> but... As I said earlier, this was filmed on location, and as you said, they did stay in this cabin while they were filming, which, according to guff.com, there was no plumbing in the cabin, and by the end of the shoot, the cast and crew were resorting to burning the furniture to stay warm. Yeah. Jeez. There was no heat. There was no plumbing. There was no nothing. No. Like... It they was, went through it. They suffered for their art. Yeah. They did. And it was a difficult shoot, and we'll definitely get into more of those details yeah. in a bit. But outside, the group is unloading the car, which is really just them jokingly throwing shit at Ash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Scott makes his way into a shed that's filled with chains and hanging bones. Watching it, I said to myself, what is this, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> and then I went back and looked at the trivia, and that was an homage to oh, Texas really? Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. The hanging bones. I mean, and the, Yeah. I thought there was like a shrunken head on there or something. I, there was, was a, like, there yeah. was a shit. <laughs> but then again, you're right, because then that's another little indie horror that yeah. could. Yes, you yeah. Know? So they're like paying homage to all these. And there's another one that's very mm-hmm. blatant coming yeah. up. But there's also saws and axe and other random mm-hmm. tools. 
there's some ominous piano playing throughout and Scott just kind of shuts off the light and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, thanks. I, I've seen enough. But we then see that the sun is setting and we see the lights through the windows of the cabin, which I thought was a pretty cool shot. Mm-hmm. Inside, Cheryl is drawing that brand new clock <laughs> and she's honestly doing a great job. She is. Yeah. It's pretty great. But it stops and chimes and we get these random shots of Cheryl's eyes and different parts of the clock with each chime. Mm-hmm. A breeze blows through the open window next to Cheryl, and it parts the curtains, and we hear a deep voice say, join us. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> this is like, they've, they've only been, been there here. for half an hour. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> yes. Cheryl looks down at her drawing, and we see that her hand is blue. Yes. The pad flips to a new page as Cheryl's hand, now seemingly possessed... <laughs> scratches what appears to be a book with a face on the cover. Yes. Cheryl looks down at it, now back in control of her hand, but she sets it down only to see the trapdoor to the cellar start to move up and down on its own. Okay, so we need to leave, right? I mean, I was just possessed. (laughs) (laughs) Like it started big. It wasn't even like it was just join us. That's it. I got possessed. I scratched a book. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we gotta go these are problems but I drew something and I did not know no. like, I'm ready to reach out to an adult <laughs> like, we need to go I'm gonna outsource this yeah. Yeah. and the drawing was a massive step down from her previous yeah. work <laughs> but the banging on the cellar door eventually stops Cheryl obviously looks very bothered but we're quickly taken to later that night as the group enjoys dinner together in the dining room yeah, let's not mention any of that. Let's no. just go eat. See, and <laughs> I was so confused by that because we never see Cheryl tell the group about any of this, but the scene begins with Scott mockingly saying, it barks in the cellar to Cheryl. So I'm like, did she say anything? And they just didn't take her seriously? She seems or... too chill to have said yeah. anything. Because she's like, he's like it's, it barks in the cellar and she's like, stop. And that's it. <laughs> That's the end of it. So I'm like, I need more closure on this. I'd be a lot more upset. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she didn't tell it with enough weight to it. She's like, yeah, I drew something weird and uh, the cellar moved. Anyways. They're like, well, whatever, Cheryl. And we're having roast chicken. (laughs) Ash stumbles his way through a toast, but is interrupted by the cellar door just swinging open by itself. Well, because... Doesn't Scotty interrupt and go party down or whatever? Yeah. yeah. And then the cellar door is like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like party, you say. That's when it's like, whoop, and just opens by itself. No, that's. Mm-mm. No. And Again, let's go. Uh, quit playing. Just yeah. go close yeah. it. Like, ah. We're done. We're going to take this roast chicken to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is another thing that really, I mean, you see so many movies set in this kind of a location. Right. This is the prototype. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Basically, any Cabin in the Woods movie that you enjoy, like, you know, the Cabin in the Woods, (laughs) (laughs) Cabin Fever, the DNA is here. The sigh, though. No, I know. Eli Roth even admitted that, I mean, obviously, this was his. Texas Chainsaw? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's obvious. Yeah. I just want to, we we do a lot of slights against Mr. Rob Rob Zombie, Zombie, but... (laughs) I think Rob Zombie seems like a great guy. He does. I just have to say that because it's been (laughs) piling up (laughs) pretty bad. (laughs) But dramatic music plays as the group makes their way over to it. They stare at it confused and then they make their way down the line with each character having something to say about it. It was a little cheesy, but I I liked it. 
Cheryl, though, she says it could be an animal, but Scott just fucking laughs at her, and he's like, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Why? I don't know. Because <laughs> he's a dickhead. He is. <laughs> because what's worse is Linda says, you know, maybe it is an animal, and Scott's like, yeah, it might be. I'm like, what the fuck? You just don't like <laughs> Cheryl. You don't like Cheryl. That's what it is. After nobody wants to go down to check, Scott calls them all cowards and says he'll check on it by himself. He says he'll be back in a minute, which if we've learned anything from Scream... Don't say that. Don't say that. But he's down there for a while. And Ash starts to call down to him, but gets no response. The women look worried, and Shelly joins Ash peering into the darkness of the cellar. Eventually, Linda grabs a lantern and gives it to Ash, who heads down alone to look for Scott. Ash cautiously makes his way down the stairs, and we circle around the cellar, and it's very dark. I like this rotating shot a lot. I I wrote that down, too. Yeah. This, when the camera goes all the way around and comes back to Ash, I was like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. I was like, that looks really, really cool. Is this when we see the stuff dripping from the ceiling that looks like glue? I think that's, yeah. Yeah. It's I was about like, what to, the yeah. hell is that? I'm not quite <laughs> sure what's going on there. But to your point, the thing to me is like, they're making the most of what they have. Yeah. And they don't have a lot. So they're like, we're just going to make everything look really cool. Yeah. Very stylistic. Mm-hmm. Interesting choices. Because this in the hands of a less capable director, nobody would be talking oh, about this yeah. movie. Oh, no, no, yeah. He, no. you know, Sam Raimi had some plans. <laughs> no shit. He did great. They yes. all did great. Absolutely. it is. It's little things like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You know, like even with, when you can tell what's what. And, yeah. You know what I mean? It's It doesn't matter because the movie has the passion there. It has these super cool things they did with it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, holy shit, that's... That's really badass. Even stuff today that I'm like, how the fuck did they do that? Yeah. yeah. And it's 2020. Yeah. yeah. But as I said, the cellar is very dark. What we can see, though, in my opinion, is a massive amount of no thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> an abundance of yeah. no thank you. Too much, one might say. But Ash calls for Scott again, and we hear eerie music accompanied by the sound of that leaking pipe that you were talking about. <laughs> Long story short, the atmosphere here is pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Suddenly, we hear some kind of movement behind a door, and so Ash slowly creeps towards it. Mm -hmm. He grabs the doorknob, and the music swells, and he opens the door and heads inside. He continues creeping through the darkness until Scott jumps out and scares him. (laughs) I would punch him in the face. Absolutely. He handles it. He just laughs. They both laugh, and I'm like, we wouldn't be friends anymore. Hit him in the the face with a can of tea. (laughs) We were calling for you. You ignored us. Uh No, dude, that's not fucking funny. He's just playing. It's not funny. He was still just playing. (laughs) (laughs) But Scott, who did not get punched in the face, (laughs) unfortunately, unfortunately, says that he has stuff to show him, and so they make their way deeper into this like hidden room. On a table... They find a shotgun, some shells, as well as just assorted knickknacks. But most importantly, Ash finds a book with a face on the cover that appears to be wrapped in skin. That's not your business. No, that's when we'd find another cabin. <laughs> just stop. Does, was that guy renting other cabins out here that we could? <laughs> Any other cabin? You yeah. wouldn't even be just curious a little bit I'd to open curious, it and look at it. Don't fuck with that stuff. I would don't. definitely be curious. I'd be curious. I think anybody would, but. You wouldn't touch it? Probably not. No. Not even just open the cover and look inside to who it belonged to. That's how you get demons. <laughs> That's so textbook. you wouldn't open it? No. That's, that's step, I, this is the textbook yeah. to demons, actually. <laughs> but Ash does. He opens it, leaves through it, finds drawings of skulls, body parts, rune-like writings. 
Scott finds an ancient looking dagger that has skulls on the handle, which he says looks like Ash's ex-girlfriend and they both share another laugh. <laughs> they did. <laughs> He's like, yeah, she was pretty bony. Like, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know how that works. But Scott's like, we should take all this stuff upstairs. He also finds an old tape recorder and carries it up. Before Ash joins him, though, he notices a drawing in the book of the book itself surrounded by red light and looking, as I can just describe, as super fucking evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. But we also see a torn poster for Wes Craven's The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. Which, A, is really cool. Another yeah. little homage. But as we discussed on episode 35, Craven returned the favor in A Nightmare on Elm Street by having the Evil Dead play on television. Yeah. That's so cool. I thought that was like, it's kind of sweet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this little hat. It's tip. like, I see you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love what you're doing. But in the transition to the next scene, we see lightning strike a tree outside, and then we see black smoke cover the moon before we're taken back inside the cabin. Again, red flag. Yes. Not good. <laughs> Not good. Ash interrupts the group's conversation to play a tape that he found downstairs. Sidebar, I'm glad he interrupted Scott because Scott was saying something to Shelly like, I'm going to break your face. He said that to her. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I you're talking about. Isn't fuck that his girlfriend? On? It is his girlfriend. The yeah. But yeah. I was like, God damn, I hope he's joking. <laughs> but the tape starts to play. On it, we hear the voice of an archaeologist. He's recounting the tales of his excavations of the ruins of Kandar with his colleagues. He says he and his wife have retreated to a cabin in the mountains to continue his research without distractions. He then says that he believes he's found something significant, a volume of ancient Sumerian texts called the Naturum de Monto, or the Book of the Dead. My bags would have been packed within <laughs> the first 30 seconds of this tape. What? Why? I'm gone. Well, Are not, you fucking kidding me? Well, nothing's me? happened yet. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. gone. Y'all have a book made of skin. Well, You're talking about, no. You're mm -hmm. made of skin. Don't so fuck with me either. Let's leave. <laughs> <laughs> This is where it does get kind of, yeah, because he says that the book is bound in human flesh and written in human blood. This is when Cheryl should chime in and say, hey, I think I drew that thing. Yeah, oh, no, it's yeah, an exact, it's, a, it's the, drew yes. exactly. But the voice explains that the book deals with demons, demon resurrection, and says that the first few pages warn that demons never truly die and can be called back to life through the incantations of this book. That's when Shelly starts to cling a little closer to Scott. Yeah, check, please. We've already got <laughs> Linda grabbing Ash's hand. Everybody's starting to get afraid. Yeah. Well, yeah. Understandable. Poor Cheryl, though. She doesn't have anyone to... <laughs> no, she doesn't. And I didn't realize that she's Ash's sister. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Until way like at the end of the movie or yeah. toward the middle of the movie. They don't... I don't think they actually say it completely, but he does take up for her like an older brother would. And then it's canon that I they guess, are brother and really sister. Not really enough because yeah. his well, friend is rude as hell to his well, sister. He's rude to everybody. I yeah, guess. They're like, that's just Scott. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take it or leave it. But the voice then says that through the book, it can cause demons to possess the living. And that's when Cheryl snaps it off because she's hurt enough. Scott gives her a hard time. And Ash, this is when he does defend her. But Scott turns the tape back on because he wants to hear the rest of it. As the tape begins to play again, we hear the voice actually <laughs> reciting one of the incantations from the book. Okay, then yes. I would have been like, all right, <laughs> all stop right. it. But before right, that no goes, more. yeah. You got me let's, fucked up. Yes. Let's not go any further. <laughs> That's the line. Right. Or forward that. Forward that. Let's see what's yeah, after that. that. But outside, we see smoke rise from the ground as it breaks open and we see red light pouring out. Really made me think of Creepshow. 
Yeah, mm. you're right. And that came out the year after this. We already know that Stephen King was a big fan of this movie. Yeah. Right. I wonder if he was like, hey, George, do that. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that. But Cheryl screams at Scott to shut off the tape. And just as she does, a tree smashes through the window of the cabin. Cheryl runs off and Ash admonishes Scott, who just shifts the blame. Yeah. Well, it was funny to me that Ash waited until everything was done and over with to be like, come on, Scott. Yeah, that was too far. <laughs> Scott, of course, does not apologize. He does the exact opposite of apology, actually. He's just kind of an asshole. Yeah. But we get another exterior shot of the cabin as the clouds move across the moon. Probably one of the shots that you're talking yeah, about. It is. <laughs> yeah. Back inside, Ash and Linda are sitting on the couch together. Linda gets up to go check on Cheryl. And as she's gone, Ash pulls a jewelry box out of his shirt and looks at it. When Linda gets back, she finds Ash pretending to be asleep on the couch, <laughs> holding the box in his hand. Now, I just want to say very quickly, 90% of the shots in this section are out of focus. Yes. Oh, yeah. I thought it oh, was yeah. some kind of translation to them upgrading it to put on. Right. It looks bad. It, yeah. No, it, it's... There's film grain and there's what is happening. Yeah. <laughs> but we get these shots that go on for a long time, back and forth close-ups of their eyes Ash is opening his to sneak some glances at Linda. Eventually, he gets caught in the act, and he gives her the box. She opens it up to reveal a necklace that kind of looks like a magnifying glass. Mm -hmm. And he puts it on for her. She admires it in a mirror, saying that she'll never take it off, and they kiss. A couple things. Okay. Uh, the eye <laughs> shots mm -hmm. went on for a really long yes. time. <laughs> they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> they did. And they feel really out of place. I know that we had closed up on Cheryl's eyes earlier. Mm-hmm. But this just felt weird. I know yeah. it's like, it's romantic, maybe almost mm -hmm. supposed to be romantic, but it's weird. And then you look th at the runtime is an hour and 25 minutes. I'm like, was this padding? I would agree with you. Mm -hmm. There is something that comes up later that we'll talk about that makes this make sense. Although this still went on too long. Way too long. Also, we love Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah. And we love a strong brow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There were no tweezers on this set? Hey, or... come on. <laughs> I'm just asking. I will not have you slander. Maybe it was uh, just like a, to break up the kind of craziness that was going on. Because a lot on. of shit is just starting yeah. to happen. And I mean, it is almost cute. I feel like it's yeah. just way too... You're it, like, it okay. Does, it does go on a little longer than it should. But I mean, I, I don't want to say that... I'm okay with it because it is a little long, <laughs> but I feel like it maybe that's what it was for to kind of break up the I could crazy that. shit that was just, it's like, uh, hold on to mm -hmm. your socks because it's fixing to go. <laughs> and it is a little cute. Yeah. It is. And yeah. it gives you kind of this look into what Ash was anticipating this trip to be. Right. As opposed to <laughs> what it becomes. How yes. Yeah. <laughs> But they continue to kiss, and we get these somewhat hazy POV shots of someone or something watching them kiss from outside the window. We then float over to another window, and we see Ash and Linda sitting by the fire. After taking a cheeky glance at Scott and Shelly undressing in their room, we then check in on Cheryl, who is brushing her hair alone in her room. Again, we hear a voice say, join us. Cheryl stands up, tightens her robe before rushing outside to check it out. I feel like this is out of character for her. Yeah, I was like, oh, baby, no. What is you yeah. doing? <laughs> that was my first thought. Uh -huh. No. And then also, I know you mentioned it too. Why didn't she speak up that she literally drew that exact book? I don't I know. I wouldn't even want to be alone. Like, I, I'm not trying to cock block y'all's trip or whatever, <laughs> but I'm not going to be in that room by myself. I'm not. 
no. And especially after everything that's been going on, you would think that if this happened again, join us. She's going in the living room and say, Ash, a fucking voice outside my window. Again, because this isn't the first time. I also drew that book. (laughs) (laughs) Like you said, man, just I would bring that up Uh, immediately. No, I I agree. And, And the thing is, like you were saying a minute ago, that's his sister. Mm-hmm. You, if you're taking your sister on a trip with your girlfriend and your buddy and his girlfriend, you gotta know. Yeah, my sister's here. <laughs> it I'm, is what uh, it is. True. And the other thing is that Linda's going to check on her. Ash is just sitting there. Yeah, yeah I feel like that's why I didn't even <laughs> so put together that they had any connection yeah. to each other. Because like, oh, was she's like, she's yeah. Linda's friend. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but she calls out and gets no answer. She ventures further away from the cabin into the woods. The moon hangs giant overhead and fog creeps across the ground. Again, great atmosphere. I think James Wan watched <laughs> The Evil Dead. Yeah, I was like, this is some supernatural ass fog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eventually, Cheryl calmly says that she knows someone is out here because she heard them. But just then, we hear what sounds like branches breaking and ghostly moans echo throughout the woods. We then see a POV shot moving through the trees, knocking them over. Cheryl screams, but just continues to stand there. (laughs) I don't know why. Me neither. Out of nowhere, vines and branches wrap around her arms, legs, and neck. They saw through her robe and pull her to the ground. Now, this is a family show. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no, it's not. No, it's not. I'll just say that the trees are possessed, and they're not exactly what I would call gentlemen no (laughs) i think that's an understatement again a couple things okay i guess i don't understand why this had to happen i don't think that it did and interestingly i read on mental floss that sam raimi says that this is something that he regrets i read that too which like i mean it 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 just didn't need to happen for me no and then i feel like we also spent way too much time in that moment oh Mm -hmm. yeah like it went on for a really long time. Like, is this over yet? Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. And I'm not, I mean, sensitive. But I, even I was like, God damn, dude, like, yeah. enough. Yeah, it, it was a bit much. It even, is. Even I remember as a kid, I was like, what the fuck is happening? You know what I mean? <laughs> I like, just, this like, isn't right. Yeah, I was like, is these trees trying to kill her or whatever? And then the more older I got, I'm like, oh, oh shit. shit. I was like, this is not okay. No. And I had read that all they had put in the script was... Cheryl gets attacked by trees and she's like, okay, that's fine. And then it kept escalating and escalating and escalating until obviously what we see. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we had watched a documentary um, mm-hmm. on last YouTube? night on YouTube. Yeah. And the actress had said that that big final branch right. was added in post-production, I guess. Mm-hmm. So she didn't even know that that had happened until she watched it with her mom. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, oh, my God, <laughs> dude. Like, it's, it's That's wrong. too much. I yeah. see why he regrets it. I- <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Long story short. It's too much. This film is still actually banned in some countries, and a lot of people point to this scene as why. I feel like this scene would be why. I mean, we yeah. get a lot of gore and a lot of gross, but... I don't if feel I had like... to point to the most disturbing thing, this is <laughs> probably, probably yeah. going to be it. Thankfully, she escapes. <laughs> yes. But she's chased back to the cabin by an unseen force. She also does a few horror movie pratfalls on the way back, which are par for the of course. Of course, yeah. Screaming for Ash, she bangs on the front door. Oddly, nobody answers. They were just right there by the fireplace. Yep. 
but she tries to let herself in after grabbing the keys up top like Scott did at the beginning. Yeah, but why did they put the keys back thank on the door? You, thank you would think you. that Scott would have them in his pocket. Well, or, yeah. Because they're inside. Well, I thought that too. I was like, how did you lock the door from the keys from outside? You... <laughs> Are you... Did you lock the door and go around to get back in? Wait, so you're telling you... me when you stay somewhere, you don't make copies of the keys first? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's just me no. and Scott, <laughs> apparently. And Scott. She isn't as successful as Scott with the keys, however, because she drops them almost immediately. But when she goes to pick them up, she gets grabbed by the arm by Ash. And he lets her inside, mm-hmm. which is good. But we then hear a voice groan as the POV shot retreats into the woods. It kind of made me laugh because it retreats when they close the door. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, fuck a door. Like, That's kind of like, damn. the voice was kind of like, damn, no. Yeah. <laughs> My one weakness. So... Very quickly, the shots of the evil force moving through the woods are incredible. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, we talked a lot about the steady cam and the Panaglide on this podcast. And while those were out at the time, mm-hmm. they couldn't afford it. Of course. Right. Yeah. And so according to Screen Ran, what they did was they attached a camera to a wooden board and then two people would run while holding the board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they also built it to where they could use it to smash windows as well, and it wouldn't damage the camera. No, I mean, you got to work so, yeah. with what you got. They're, they I mean, made it work. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Innovative. Impressive. But inside, the group notices Cheryl's cuts and scrapes and torn clothing. They ask if something in the woods did this to her, but she says it was the woods themselves. She says the trees are alive and they attacked her. And obviously, nobody believes her. Ash is acting as a good brother, though, and he agrees to take her into town so she can stay somewhere because she refuses to stay in the cabin any longer. Good. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's honestly been the smartest one yeah. she has. throughout this whole thing so far. But my thing is, Scott's like, well, I'm not leaving tonight. And it's like, nobody even said that care. to you. <laughs> we don't care, Nobody Scott. asked you. No. <laughs> and it's not even your car, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> But Ash and Cheryl head outside and get into the car. The lighting of this shot is really, really cool because you see the bright lights beaming from the cabin yeah. and the silhouettes of all the characters. Yeah. Just so cool looking. And also the blue light over the car. It's like, I don't know, it feels symbolic. Like they're heading towards this uncertainty. I love it. I don't know. Yeah. Right. But Ash has a difficult time starting the car and Cheryl says that she knew the car wasn't going to start and that it's not going to let them leave. But just then the car starts. <laughs> Now you look crazy. Exactly. But the look that he gives her when the car starts. Like, like, get out of your fucking mind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she does. It's not going to let us leave. I mean, I get it, but like, just look at her. Something clearly happened to her. She's not making that up. I know, but that doesn't help. (laughs) It doesn't look good. He's like, it's not going to let us leave. And he's like, (laughs) (laughs) fucking out of your mind. But Ash pulls into reverse and then they drive away with Scott, Shelley and Linda heading back inside the cabin. Ash continues driving with Cheryl, but suddenly stops the car and gets out. After telling Cheryl to wait in the car, he disappears into the fog. Cheryl calls out to Ash, but gets tired of waiting with no response and goes out to find him. On her path, though, a branch flaps down in front of her, which, can you not? Yeah, Yeah. no, that's triggering. (laughs) Have you been through enough (laughs) fucking shit? But Cheryl stumbles upon the ruins of the dangerous bridge from earlier, realizes that they're stranded, and runs back to the car. She meets up with Ash and just balls. Well, Ash <laughs> Ash jumps out of like the darkness and grabs her. He does. <laughs> How the fuck is he in the bushes? He was He's the like waiting in exact the exact other way. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't go that way. And it was so uncalled for. Yeah, it was so funny because he does. He jumps out and it's like, why were you waiting? And just grabs yeah. her. 
it's, to when she's going towards the bridge, mm-hmm. she gets far from the car fast. She like does. in one scene, she's there. The next scene, she's just like, like a three mile. miles away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no joke. I did notice that too. But she tells him again that she knew it wasn't going to let them go. Right. So again, at this point, when are we going to start believing her? Yeah. And what's cool is that the bridge looks like a closed hand. Yes. Like while the, yeah, like the fingers are curled up. It's there's some Yikes. cool shit in yeah. this movie if you pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> but we cut back to the cabin. Scott is outside chopping wood, and everyone else is inside, including Ash and Cheryl, who made it back. Ash switches the tape on again, and the voice states that his wife has become possessed by a Kandarian demon, and the only way to excise the demon is through bodily dismemberment. He also says that he would leave now, but, and I thought this was a great, great line. I have seen the dark shadow moving in the woods, and I have no doubt that whatever I have resurrected through this book is sure to come calling for me. Woo. Great line. Yeah. That's a lot. One of my only complaints about this movie is that the dialogue isn't that great, but you have lines like this on that yeah. tape, and you're like, no, they were killing it. Yeah. <laughs> but my only nitpick is, as Ash is listening to the tape, is he listening with Apple headphones? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I swear to God, they look like my headphones. And I'm like, I had no idea they had anything like that in 1981. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, those don't look like they've been no. here. But. I was thinking of the cans, you know? Like, I was like, what the fuck? But good for him. I mean, as we know later in the series, time travel is yep. not against. Out of the realm yeah. of possibility. But off in the other room with Cheryl, Linda and Shelly are playing a guessing game with cards. Almost like trying to do a magic trick, I guess. Yeah. Right. Linda guesses the card incorrectly, but Shelly lies and said that she got it right. Why is she lying to her friend? Either she's just really trying to be supportive of her <laughs> Maybe dreams. She's trying to lighten the mood of what's I'm, going on. I don't she's know. like, whoa, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's setting her up for failure in the future, yeah. though. You should take this on the road. <laughs> just get embarrassed. <laughs> it is not the Ace of Spades. It's not the Jack of Clubs. No. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Give me my money back. But. Cheryl is looking out the window, and we hear her begin to guess each card as Shelly pulls them from the deck. After getting five or six cards in a row correct, Linda and Shelly look up at Cheryl, who continues to scream the name of cards. Then suddenly, Cheryl turns around with a scream. Her face is pale, blue veins are running through her chin and neck, and her eyes are white and her teeth are dirty. It looks cool as shit. It looks fantastic. <laughs> Fucking terrifying. Absolutely. Yes. So these white contacts... they're a horror story of themselves yeah according to the commentary the contact lenses took 10 minutes to apply and they had to take them out every 15 minutes to allow their eyes to breathe they were also apparently as thick as glass so it was a struggle all around and i feel sorry for all the actors who wore them yeah they're the old school like hard sclera lenses that Mm -hmm. you can't see out of no so anytime they're wearing those they're blind didn't they say that uh bruce campbell was the one who was putting them in their eyes yes they did they (laughs) said they trusted him more than anyone and so he was the one that was actually putting them in now they did like go against the doctor's instructions though because they told him to take them out every 15 minutes and they're like sure yeah oh my sure pal we'll do that it's like we're in a cabin in the woods The other thing that's even worse is that with these lenses, the actors couldn't see shit. Yeah. And so they had to block scenes with the actors closing their eyes because they (laughs) wouldn't be able to see anyway. And they had to work around their... (laughs) Blindness? Yes. It's fucking insanity. But 
Everyone jumps back as Cheryl begins to levitate. She twists her neck around as a demonic voice questions why they've woken it from its ancient slumber. The voice, now coming through Cheryl, says they will all die, like the others before them, proclaiming, one by one, we will take you. And then she falls to the floor. So the weekend's ruined at this point. I'd say. <laughs> You're not coming back from this. No. I told you not to bring your sister, dude. Like, she <laughs> yeah. fucking ruins everything. Fifth wheel. <laughs> the other thing I did notice is that she's floating right in front of the window, so it's obvious they have some yeah. kind of yeah. apparatus right there. <laughs> it looks cool, though. It looks great. I'm, I'm not even mad at it yeah. at all. But Linda clings to Ash, and Scott walks in with his axe, asking what is happening to Cheryl. Ash and Linda then go over to Cheryl and check on her, and somehow miss Cheryl's possessed hand palming a sharpened pencil. I was like, how did nobody, nobody see yeah. this happening? It's right in front of you, but they, they miss it somehow. Ash reaches for her face, and she lurches up with the pencil, stabbing Linda in the ankle. We get this shot of her wrenching the pencil around oh her God. ankle and twisting it as blood pours out. It looks fantastic. As Yeah, as much over-the-top gore and craziness as we get in this film, that right there no, yeah. makes me cringe every single time. I don't know why that's like the worst <laughs> of it. I could feel that yes. shit. I was like, oh, that looks... It's so bad. Yeah. It shot up my leg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just cut my head off. Don't yeah, do don't, that. Don't, don't do all that. But the special effects were done by a guy called Tom Sullivan. And he, first of all, great work. Oh, yeah. And the other thing that's very odd to me, and I don't know why, but the blood in this film appears more like real blood to me than any film I've ever seen. And oh, I, yeah. I can't explain uh, it. I don't know. Well, it probably was. <laughs> <laughs> but they said it was made with caro syrup, non-dairy creamer, red, I guess, food dye, and coffee grounds. I read that on IMDb. I read also, I think also on IMDb that it dried crusted onto everybody's clothes oh and that Bruce Campbell, when he was trying to put his shirt back on, mm-hmm. his shirt cracked because it was Damn. so hard. Yeah, they turned it in the, the glass. <laughs> <laughs> but Linda screams as Cheryl pulls the pencil out and goes for another stab. Ash grabs her stab in hand, but Cheryl <laughs> Cheryl slaps Linda across the face with her free hand and sends her flying into a wall. This motherfucker ain't joking. <laughs> yeah, there's... Oh, God, Dude, damn. not at all. The evening changed very quickly. <laughs> we were just eating roast chicken, but... <laughs> Given necklaces. Yeah, it was romantic, but... <laughs> Now Cheryl's grabbing Ash by the face and she sends him across the room into some shelves which fall on top of him. She smiles sickly as she makes her way over to him and he tries to get out from under the shelves. Scott tries to stop her, but she makes short work of him sending him into a wall with a simple push. She's OP. (laughs) (laughs) But she growls as she gets closer to Ash and Scott snaps into action, hitting her in the face with the butt of the axe. Then kicking her in the face. (laughs) Well. And it sends her tumbling down into the cellar. Scott tries to slam the door, but Cheryl's not having it. So he hits her in the face again. Admittedly, he's hitting some kind of puppet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he eventually gets the door shut. Again, puppet or no, it adds to the charm of this movie. Yeah. And he fucked her up with that act. Oh, he did. (laughs) Didn't even think twice. No. Wow. I mean, how could you? Yeah. You can't. No. But Scott chains up the door to the cellar to keep Cheryl from breaking out. 
we get another exterior shot of black smoke covering the moon again before heading back inside the cabin. It's like, this is just their transition. They love it. (laughs) (laughs) But Ash is checking on Linda, who is fast asleep in bed. He covers her with a blanket and kisses her on the cheek before he just leaves her to get some rest. How is she sleeping? Who knows? Well, she might have gotten knocked out. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. That was pretty fucked up, but... We get this really neat POV shot of Cheryl peering through the cellar door at Scott, Shelley, and Ash, and it's accompanied by these demonic breathing noises and groans. These noises and groans will basically dominate the rest of the film. Yeah. I feel like this film never lets up. No. Like, you don't get to relax. You get no No. break. From this point forward, you are glued. Nonstop. But the group agrees that they have to get out of here. (laughs) Finally. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's still a few hours until morning. Shelly kind of loses it a bit with some overdramatic acting, (laughs) asking what happened to Cheryl's eyes. And Cheryl just cowers into the cellar and laughs her ass off. I I wondered if that was a Rosemary's Baby reference, Mm, the way that she says it. It was very, very, super reminiscent of that to me. They're already doing these homages. It makes Uh sense. Yeah. Yeah, That's smart. But we then get a POV shot of the evil force making its way through the woods again and toward the cabin. Inside, Scott tries to reassure Shelly again, telling her that everything will be all right. But she walks over to the window and says that she thinks something is out there. And it's like, oh, what gave it away? Right. No shit. <laughs> but Scott puts his arm around her and tells her to get some sleep. She does as he says, but as soon as she makes it into the room, we get a POV shot of the evil force smashing through the window as she screams. Why... Would it be a good idea to split up at this point? I, don't I mean, know. if because y'all they need to sleep, get some sleep, I get that you can sleep right here and we can take turns keeping an eye on Cheryl. There's a couch nobody, in there, n- yeah. Nobody needs to be out of sight, period. All right, <laughs> <laughs> you've swayed him. I'm just saying. But Scott, who is sitting by the fireplace, slowly makes his way to the sound of the scream. We get another POV shot, this time from Scott's point of view, as he makes his way into their bedroom. Once inside. He sees the broken window, but no sign of Shelly. He peers out the window into the foggy darkness, but again, sees nothing. He then hears a noise from behind a curtain. As the music swells, he opens it to find nothing. Yeah. (laughs) They're just teasing you. Yeah. He then sees the bathroom door is open, so he walks in, calling out for Shelly. The shower curtain is closed, which is a prime demon hiding spot. Mm -hmm. So he makes his way over to it, cautiously opening it, and again, nothing. He turns around and is swiftly grabbed by the throat. <laughs> I love the way that they do this. The payoff. Yeah. Exactly. Fantastic work. But Ash hears him scream from the other room and jumps a little, but just stays seated instead of, you know, like helping at all. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Ash. We see Shelly scratch Scott's face and blood pours down as he screams. Looks great. Yes, it does. They then burst through the bedroom door into the living room past Ash, who remains seated. (laughs) (laughs) Cheryl pushes on the door like, hell yes. Yeah. And Shelly just continues whooping Scott's entire ass. He's finally able to whip her off of him and her head lands right in the fireplace, catching fire. Ash finally stands up. (laughs) Shelly screams and Scott pulls her out of the fire. Her eyes are white and her skin is pale like Cheryl's, but she's also been burned by the fire. Yeah. She actually thanks Scott for pulling her out, which was sweet. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be like, please please don't talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) But then she grabs Scott by the throat, which is not sweet. (laughs) 
Ash tries to help, but is slapped right into the shelves again. <laughs> the, he can't he catch can't, a break. No. Yeah, the <laughs> is shelves this when are, the shelf yeah. falls on him? <laughs> yes. <laughs> God damn, dude. Shelly continues to choke Scott, tilting his head back almost into the fire. She screams for Scott to join us, then grabs the skull dagger that he found in the cellar and tries to stab him with it. Scott grabs a secret knife that he's been stashing in his belt. <laughs> I, did not, I did not know he had that. No. But he slices Shelly's arm with it, which allows him to break free. Shelly's like, you're not going to threaten me with a good time. And just starts gnawing her own hand off. And Ash and Scott just look on in horror. Well, I mean, at that point, there's nothing we can do, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're d- no, like, yeah. Uh-uh. I hurt you at a two and you took it to a 10 on yeah, yourself. Like, watch this shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't, I, you know, it's funny. I always thought like this is a great tactic to get out of fighting someone. <laughs> like if, exa- just start beating the shit out of yourself. Like this dude's crazy. I don't want to fuck with him. <laughs> yeah. Bit his own arm off. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Maybe don't go that far. <laughs> you know, you got to find what works for you. But Shelly throws her own hand and the dagger to the floor and Scott picks both of them up, stabbing her in the back and she lets out an agonizing roar. The dagger begins to smoke as Ash, now holding the axe, and Scott look on. Shelly falls to the floor, white fluid spurting out of her wrist, then her mouth, followed by blood. I was like, is that milk? And yeah, I, I looked it, it up, it, it's 2% milk. That's oh. <laughs> <laughs> the milk I drink. Did, me too. It's ruined. <laughs> he, did, he did that for, Sam Raimi did that for a couple of reasons. One, to show that they're different. Right. than regular humans like hmm. it's not just regular blood huh. and secondly to try to avoid getting an nc-17 rating uh, by which. cutting down on the blood right but, right yeah <laughs> it's funny because as this scene continues i was like why would this scene get oh that makes sense why yeah. just rated x and yeah, yeah nc-17 but shelly just lies there motionless as scott makes his way over to her just as he thinks it's over she grabs him by the shirt and stands up he breaks free of her and goes over to Ash, telling him to hit her with the axe. Eventually, he says, hit it. Yeah. He's like, that's not my girlfriend. I noticed that too. (laughs) Yeah. Ash is just frozen in terror, so Scott grabs the axe himself and starts going to town. He cuts off her remaining limbs as blood spurts everywhere, covering the screen as Shelly screams, no, and you love her, which I thought was, nah, that's fucked up. (laughs) That's mean as hell. It's like, come on, man. But send Shelly back to Helly where she belongs, <laughs> yeah, please. He, Pretty please. Well, he fucks her up. Oh, it's bad. And again, more great work from Tom Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. But with Shelly fully dismembered, we see her body parts on the ground still wriggling and moving, but Scott drops the axe. Sidebar, that tape said that dismemberment would free the body of the demon. Yeah. So that was a fucking lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By that, he meant kill your friend. Yeah, yeah that's all. <laughs> I love you, but if you're not a cool demon, you got <laughs> out. Cool demon. yeah. You're not granting wishes. Yeah, no, or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> granting wishes. I mean, that's a that's the only that's the watermark for a cool demon, right? right? Well, yeah. What can you give me? <laughs> but Ash asks what they're gonna do, and Scott says they have to bury her. Ash is like, we can't. She's a friend of ours. And Scott says, she's dead. We got to bury her. Well, that was your girlfriend. Yeah. Dude. He was, dude, he's he got was like no compassion. Literally macking on her like fucking, what, 10 minutes ago? Yeah. <laughs> she's and, a demon. <laughs> but like a little grief yeah. would be nice. He I mean, did I, while he was cutting her up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, first of all, Ash, that was real disappointing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you just did. We're going to yeah. have to talk about that later. <laughs> you're gonna be downgraded from best friend to friend yeah (laughs) friend with a lowercase f (laughs) that's even worse 
But they wrap the body in a sheet and carry it outside. They dig a hole and bury her inside of it. Just as they finish, lightning strikes and we see the evil force making its way through the woods again. Ash tells Scott that Linda is still sleeping and that once her leg is better, they can... And Scott's like, no, I'm getting out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't he say, I don't care what happens to her? Yes. He's like, I don't give a shit. Ash tells him they can't go anywhere because of Linda's leg the way it is and that he doesn't know how they can get out considering the bridge is destroyed. Scott's like, there has to be another way. But then he does just go full asshole and he's like, look, Linda's your girlfriend. Yeah, you can take care of that. I'm does. out of here. Do you want me to take care of my girlfriend the way you took care of your girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> wow. yeah. You're not setting the best example. Not really. <laughs> the other thing, though, is that Linda can't walk, but I understand they would have to hike a trail out, but they can, you know, carry Linda. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, look, dude, it's We're not, not happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm leaving. <laughs> But Scott is not joking at all, and he leaves the cabin with a flashlight. Through another POV shot, Cheryl threatens Ash, saying that they'll all be like her soon and that they'll lock them in the cellar when they are. She again laughs her entire ass off as as she checks out to go see how Linda's doing, and she's still sleeping. She really puts her whole self into possessed Cheryl. It's it's great. Ellen Sandweiss, fantastic. Oh, yeah. But as Ash goes and checks on Linda's leg, he looks at the wound, but suddenly black veins like spider webs appear and cover her entire leg in an instant. I love it. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. It looks so cool. The cool thing is I heard on the commentary that the way that they did this was they actually drew frame by frame. Yeah. Of you can it. tell. Yes. It just, it's, it's great. Fantastic. But as soon as this happens, Ash pulls back and Linda lurches up. Her eyes are white and she lets out a demonic laugh. Ash breaks the fuck out of there (laughs) and he heads back into the living room. He opens the front door and stands outside, peering into the house, I guess waiting for Linda to come out of the room. But the scare comes from the other direction as Scott jumps out and reaches for him. Scott looks beat the hell up. Yeah. And he's covered in blood. I'm wondering, I guess, it's the woods. Well, I was going to say, did he also get, quote unquote, attacked by the trees? He looks just as bad as Cheryl did. Yeah, he looks beat the fuck up. (laughs) But Ash brings him inside, and Linda just sits on the floor, grinning madly, watching the proceedings and not really taking part at all. Ash sits Scott on the sofa and tells him that it'll be okay. Linda just continues to laugh, and Scott says, look, it's not going to let us leave, and we're all going to die. Yeah. Basically saying exactly what Cheryl did. Yeah. Ash says they're not, and that they're going to get out of here, and then he asks Scott if there's a way around the bridge, but Scott just says that he doesn't want to die. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we get that, but is there <laughs> Move a on. way? Yeah. Cheryl just mocks Scott from the cellar and laughs. I'm not sure if that was demon Cheryl or real Cheryl, because <laughs> he was a dick to her shit. the entire time. <laughs> But Ash asks again, and Scott tells him that there is a trail out there, but the trees, they know, and they're alive. He then begins to writhe in pain with blood pouring out of his mouth as Linda and Cheryl just continue to laugh. Is this when he says, shut up, Linda? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is probably my favorite line in the whole movie. He's not here for it at all, (laughs) dude. But he does. He's like, shut up, Linda. (laughs) And he storms over to her and he slaps her face several times, which only makes her laugh harder. Yeah. Yeah. Scott's like, kill her. (laughs) (laughs) He's done. I mean, I I was like, damn. But then I look what they did to his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So he he walks the walk. Yeah. He's like, I'm not about to tell you to do something (laughs) that I (laughs) I wouldn't do myself. This this particular little scene here. Mm -hmm. 
it was her in the cellar, the way she looked sitting there laughing, and her. It was like as a kid, I was like, oh my god, oh I was yeah, like, this is this is the worst. Thing yeah, ever. I was like, this is fucking terrifying. Bad decision, bad decision. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy because it seems like each of the. And they don't say it in the film, but we know them as deadites. Now. Right. Yeah. Each of the deadites kind of have their own look. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Because Shelly was her own thing. Cheryl's her own thing. Linda looks like a doll. Yeah. A baby doll. Yeah. I had read that she was supposed to be a snake. Really? Yeah. She was supposed to be a snake-like human, I don't know, yeah. demon situation. But she did that laugh and it creeped everybody out. And they were like, okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll go quick with that. pivot. Yeah. yeah. I think that was a great choice. Yes. It's annoying but frightening yeah if that makes any sense it is like it's tough yeah yeah but ash grabs the shotgun and points it at linda asking god for forgiveness before aiming it at her head but linda puts her head down and then the laughter stops when she lifts her head again she's no longer possessed tears stream down her face and she asks ash for help ash drops the gun and then he and linda embrace and she begs him not to let it take her again and he says he won't then we hear Cheryl's voice echoing from under the cellar door, saying that she's all right now and asking Ash to unlock the chain to let her out. Do not unlock that chain. No, she's talking like Blair. I'm all right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Ash cautiously makes his way over, taking the keys out of his pocket and peering into the cellar through the crack in the door. Why would you even consider that? I, I, I think the only reason is because how normal Linda looks. Yeah. Because I, you I can't see Cheryl, but you're like, well, if she's looking this normal. Maybe they went away. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's a moment of clarity. It's like the eye of the storm. Yeah. yeah. Plus, if that's his sister, you would want right. your sister to be okay. True. I would want you to not be a dead eye. I would hope so. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but just then, Cheryl's possessed hand bursts through the door, grabbing Ash by the throat and mocking him. It's like, you dirty dog. <laughs> like, you got me. When uh, her hand comes up and grabs him, some of the blood is Bruce Campbell's blood because well, he got shit. cut. Oh. Yeah. They went through hell, man. Yeah, yeah, they did. But Ash breaks free and he's like, why are you torturing me? Which, yeah. <laughs> Good question. Linda just starts to laugh again and she's once again possessed as we see her sitting on the ground. She's singing like, I guess, an original lullaby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's saying they're going to get him. Not another peep. Time to go to sleep. Ash is over it and just drags her outside and she continues to berate and threaten him. Oddly, he just leaves her outside of the cabin and goes back inside. <laughs> yeah. Well, the door stopped the other one. Um, that is true. That the evil force was yeah. like, damn it. <laughs> Not a door. <laughs> back inside, Ash brings Scott a glass of water and tells him that the sun will be up in an hour. He pours the water down Scott's face because Scott's not even conscious. No, yeah. no. He's not drinking any of it. Ash says that they can get out of there together. Him, Scott, Linda, Cheryl, Shelly. Well, not Shelly because she's, yeah. you know. Shelly is no longer with us. Yeah. But then he realizes that Scott isn't responding to him at all. And he hears Linda's laughter from inside as well as a wolf howling. And I'm like, man... We've been seeing that full moon so much. Ash has enough on his plate. It's overkill. Yeah. Don't, don't bring a goddamn werewolf into this, please. But Ash gets up and he looks out the window at the Oldsmobile. When he turns around, Linda is somehow back inside and stabs him in the arm with that skull dagger. She licks every drop of blood off of it. Now, if I may, here's where I have a question. Mm. Between the licking of the knife and the singing and the makeup and the laugh, do you think that baby in House of a Thousand Corpses could have been influenced by 
the Evil Dead's Linda. Well, shit. Right? Never even thought about that until just now, but I'd say it's a pretty fair I mean, assessment. The baby doll voice, like all yeah. of it, even the laugh. It's almost like she was trying to do that and it, it, didn't, it work. didn't hit. That ain't it, sis. No. Yeah. When and she licked the knife, yeah. I was like, hold the fuck on. <laughs> I just said we weren't gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Yeah, but no, that's a very fair point. And it's honestly, as we were talking about before, the influence of this movie, right. yeah. you see it everywhere, mm-hmm. even in stuff like this that I didn't even catch. And I've seen this movie 10,000 times. Yeah. Right. But after she licks the blood off of the knife, she goes in for stab number two. They continue to tussle and Cheryl gets in on some double team action, grabbing Ash by the ankle, which is just not fair. No. Aren't they powerful enough? Like, <laughs> son of a bitch. don't need to team up. No. But Ash is able to get away from Linda and he outmaneuvers her and impales her on the skull dagger. Blood pours out of her mouth as well as some of that white fluid, which I guess is milk. More milk. The demons love that <laughs> stuff, man. <laughs> but Linda lies motionless on the ground. As he drags her body away, we get another look at Scott, who is knocked to the ground during the struggle. Blood is pouring out of his mouth, but he appears to be breathing. I don't know if that's intentional or not. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll just let it slide. Ash takes Linda into the shed where he straps her down with some chains. He then grabs a chainsaw, starting it, ready to dismember her, but then he stops when he sees the necklace that he bought for her. In that moment of hesitation, he shuts off the chainsaw, drops it, and collapses onto her in tears. I read on, first of all, very sad moment. Yes. But I read on IMDb that he literally picked up a chainsaw and started it and held it to her chest. Like Like a real? For real. And if you look close at her throat, you see her pulse going crazy. I did see that when the necklace was shot. Yeah. Man, what is this, Toby Hooper? <laughs> I know, dude. You could well, do anything in the seventies. I was trying 80s, to look. Sorry, yeah. Uh, I was trying to look for the article that I had read about this, but in there, Bruce Campbell, they asked him a question, mm-hmm. and he said everything in this movie is real. He said it from the gunshots to the chainsaw yes. to the getting hurt, the scrapes. He said the drugs were real. He said, "Oh shit!" Yeah, he goes. I he goes. There might have been. Some marijuana smoke, that it, <laughs> but he he was like everything here is real. He was like we went through shit making this movie. I respect their dedication. Yeah, because holy shit. Yeah, I don't know how comfortable I'd be with no a for real chainsaw inches from no. my chest. But as we established, they all did trust Bruce more than yeah. anyone. Apparently, <laughs> I but said, I mean Bruce, like we're on first <laughs> first name basis, yeah. Um, but with everybody getting hurt, I'd be like, maybe we shouldn't bring an actual yeah. chainsaw into this. We're doing enough with just the woods. Yeah. yeah. An interesting thing I did read on IMDb is that this sequence was edited by Joel Cohen of the Cohen Brothers. Insane. Apparently, it was his first real foray into the business. Huh. And I guess he and his brother, Ethan, were trying to get financing for their first film, Blood Simple. <laughs> That's great. I love them. Like, who doesn't? Yeah. yeah. They're the greatest. Yeah. Another funny side story that was on the commentary is that Ethan Cohen actually picked up the print of the film and rushed it to the premiere at the last minute, saving oh. the show. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Speaking of the premiere... I read that Sam Raimi had ambulances parked outside just like <laughs> William Castle for <laughs> if you can't handle it yeah. or anybody passes out or has a heart attack or whatever. I could see them being so gimmicky with this movie. Yes. It would be so much fun to yeah. have been there to see oh, this yeah. when it came out. But Ash carries Linda outside to where Shelley was buried. He sets her on the ground and he begins to dig another hole. 
Inside the cabin, Cheryl is pushing at the cellar door again, and it appears that the sound of doing so wakes Linda up, and her eyes open white again. She closes them, though, as soon as Ash turns around. So this is what I was talking about. I think oh, this is back. it's reincorporation, yeah. All right. Of the eye thing that they were doing earlier yeah. is just way less sweet. Yeah, it's not cute this time. <laughs> no. And her eyes look so crazy. Like they're yeah. not just white. No. They're, no you yeah. see like the veins and mm-hmm. it whew, it's a lot. It gets you. But inside we see that Cheryl has broken the cellar door off the hinges. Not good. No. Back outside, Ash drops the shovel and makes his way over to Linda. He dug that hole really quick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he picks her up and he settles her into the grave that he dug. He grabs the shovel again, filling the hole with dirt. Once he's done, he notices that her necklace is somehow on the ground. But when he goes to reach for it, Linda's hand shoots up from the grave, grabbing him. She also scratches the living shit out of his leg. It looks amazing. It looks so brutal. Do you have to tear my pants? (laughs) (laughs) Just rude. Hasn't he been through enough? It's funny because on the commentary, they said that this caused a real injury to Bruce Campbell's leg. Of course it did. Because of course it did. (laughs) They said he ended up because I guess when they were doing this, they tore out a bunch of his hairs. And so he, I guess, ended up with an ingrown hair that went in and in and in. And he still has like a hole in the side of his leg. (laughs) Just insane. But Ash falls to the ground, grabbing a giant wooden plank and proceeds to beat the living hell out of Linda with it. (laughs) Well, and she's on some Tyler Durden shit, just laughing (laughs) as she gets her ass beat. You don't know where I've been, Ash. (laughs) (laughs) But more white fluid spurts from her mouth and she continues to scream and laugh. She eventually knocks Ash back onto the ground and tells him not to kill her. She jumps to, I guess, give him the Superfly snooka splash. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But instead, she gets met with the business end of that shovel and gets decapitated. Her head lands on the other side of the grave while her body lands on top of Ash, spurting blood all over his face. Her head and body continue to move independently of each other. So again, holy shit, that tape was wrong. Yes. How much more dismembered can you get? She loved him so much. She, she just, just keep going. Yeah. My heart will go on. Yeah. <laughs> Ash heads back inside the cabin, only to realize that Cheryl has broken out of the cellar. The door to Scott and Shelley's room creaks open by itself, and Ash heads inside cautiously with the shotgun. He hears a noise behind the curtain, much like Scott did, but is tricked again when Cheryl pops up from outside the window, grabbing for the gun. He's able to wriggle it away from her, shooting her in the torso, and then he runs to close the front door before she can make her way back inside. I don't know why the door is so important because yeah. the, win- the window's gone. She could just hop in. I don't I don't get that. But in one of these shots, Deadite Cheryl is clearly not Ellen Sandweiss, and it's an actor wearing a mask. Yeah. I, I did read that toward the end of the shoot, it was I read conflicting things. Either they couldn't continue to pay the actors anymore, so they just use crew and family members right, and stuff right. like that. Or they had already completed filming and mm-hmm. they went back to do reshoots. Yeah. And so they wouldn't need the actors, so they're like, We'll just fill in. Yeah. But all of these people that filled in for the actors in the film are listed in the credits as fake shimps, which is <laughs> I guess an homage to the Three Stooges, because yeah. Sam Raimi fucking loves himself some Three Stooges. <laughs> That's and funny. As we see as the films go on, Evil Dead Two is like a horror Three Stooges, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like really. But Cheryl meets Ash halfway, keeping the door open by sticking her hand through the crack. 
He bashes her hand bloody with the butt of the shotgun and she recedes. He shuts the door and goes back into the cellar to look for more shotgun shells. Once he's down there, though, well, he does fall down the stairs as well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just funny on its own. It's par for the course. Yeah. He notices that the pipes are now leaking blood. And so he stares up at them. Just then... A pipe explodes, just completely showering him with blood. <laughs> Why are you standing directly underneath it? <laughs> like, he just know. stays there. It's like, what these buttons do? And just, <laughs> he's done. But we then get these nifty shots of blood pouring out of outlets inside the cabin and also filling up light bulbs in the light mm-hmm. fixtures. It's really neat looking. Yeah. But as Ash is making his way through the cellar, a record player begins playing on its own as well as a film projector. Blood drips into the lens of the projector and we see blood drip down the projection on the wall. It's, we already know it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, come on. But <laughs> Ash finally finds the shells and he stocks up as we hear Linda singing her original lullaby again. <laughs> he tells her to shut up, but we hear lines from various characters throughout the film. Ash makes his way back past the projector and then it just flat out explodes. Yeah. And <laughs> as does the blood filled light bulb. Yeah. As the well. light bulb. So Ash just slowly makes his way back upstairs. He's like, the cellar's not for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just as he makes his way to the top, the clock chimes. He looks at it and we see that the hands are just spinning wildly. The camera tilts around him and we hear his heartbeat. We then get a frantic like set of shots around him underneath him just excellent camera work yeah as we said Mm -hmm. but we then get a pov shot outside as the evil force rushes toward him but he shuts the door just in time (laughs) the magic door yeah Yeah. it can (laughs) (laughs) we then see the shutters on the windows are opening and closing on their own and fog is gathering outside and ash just screams as I was watching this, I was like, man, he's doing a great job maintaining his sanity because yeah, <laughs> he's tripping. <laughs> if That's it was enough, me, dude. yeah. But Ash looks into a mirror. For some reason, he reaches into it only for it to yield like a pool of water. He pulls his hand back and he screams at his hand. <laughs> I really can't convey how much I love how that looks. Yeah. Oh, yes. It is so weirdly creepy mm-hmm. and I don't really know why. To, there's something also oddly satisfying about it. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like where they cut like soap on those fucking yeah. things. I don't know. Like there's something just so interesting about it, but I get I get it. But after he's done screaming at his hand, he shoots out the window next to him and the wind begins to howl. He puts his back to the door as sweat just pours down his face and he pops another shell into his shotgun and looks around. He then hears footsteps, but then nothing happens. He reaches into his pocket, pulling out Linda's necklace as somber music begins to play. He says her name, and then everything goes completely silent. Just then, Cheryl's arms reach through the door, choking him, and she tells him once again, join us. Those arms bursting through in that moment, it like scares the hell out of you. Still. Yeah. They play with silence so well in this movie, Mm -hmm. and tons of misdirection on top of that. So it's just like... It's a perfect storm. Right. Yes. But Ash falls back, aiming the shotgun and shooting Cheryl in the jaw. Blood spurts out of her wound as Ash hops to his feet to block the door with a side table. The wound looks great. Yes. As she turns her head, you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) You got to remind yourself, this is 1981. Yeah. But just then, Scott, who we all forgot about, springs up like the undertaker <laughs> full deadite with white eyes the whole shebang and he grabs ash 
before now, I was like, so does this only affect women? That's a great question. Because it's only been the women that came with them. And then even in the video or in the recording, he said his wife was possessed. Right. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what That's gives? a good point. I never even thought about that. But now yeah. it's like, no. No. <laughs> takes all comers. <laughs> but Ash and Scott tussle a bit. And in the struggle, the Book of the Dead lands near the fireplace. Scott then grabs Ash by the throat, lifting him up. And Ash responds by gouging both of Scott's eyes Oof. out. He hits him with the fucking lamp before that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's so that's funny. <laughs> I forgot about that. The eyes, though, I got to think about eyes and teeth. Same. Uh, and same. this looks so brutal. Oh, yeah. But Scott screams as Ash pulls out a piece of a branch that I guess was keeping all of Scott's blood inside of his I body. <laughs> because once it's out, it's like a fire hydrant on a street yes. corner. I read when I was reading online about this that a lot of people thought he pulled off his penis. <laughs> What? A lot of people think that. And Get I was like, that was, that was clearly a, a branch. branch. Yeah. <laughs> are y'all okay? People are just seeing whatever movie they want to see. <laughs> yeah. But Scott falls to the ground, smoke just escaping his body. We see the Book of the Dead begin to burn as Cheryl makes her way back inside. She slaps Ash in the face and he, <laughs> he just falls to the ground. <laughs> well, goddamn, hasn't he been through enough? One would no. think. And again, double teaming. Yeah. yeah, no, they teamed up. Do you guys think the book smelled like bacon? <laughs> Do you think the book was also delicious? <laughs> <laughs> but Ash tries to make it to the Book of the Dead, and Scott grabs him by the leg to keep him from getting to it, and Cheryl grabs a fire poker. They're really not making it easy for yeah. him no. at all. As Scott pulls Ash away, Ash is able to grab Linda's necklace, which is on the floor, and also arranged to look like a skull, which was a pretty nice yeah. little touch. Cheryl starts whipping his ass with the fire poker, <laughs> <laughs> and Scott starts biting his leg, but Ash is able to use the necklace to pull the Book of the Dead toward him, a lot like Adam in the bathroom of yes, Saul. Yep, you're right? right, yeah. Once he has the book, he desperately throws it into the fire. Cheryl drops the fire poker, and in some incredible stop motion, both Cheryl and Scott begin to rot away and decay in front of our very eyes. Oh, yeah. It is fantastic looking. I love it so much. I love stop motion in general, mm -hmm. but then this just comes out of nowhere, and it oh, looks yeah. so fucking cool. I just... I'll take this wow. over some CGI. 100%. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that documentary that we had watched, they said that the original ending, they wanted to fill their bodies or the clothes with balloons <laughs> and then have them kind of like, I guess, disintegrate and smoke come out. No, but they were mm. like, no, they're like, that doesn't. <laughs> I'm, it, I'm glad they didn't go glad with that. Glad they went that, stop motion. Yeah. Me too. But just when you think that it's over, demonic hands burst out of their torsos and we follow Cheryl's body to the ground as it crashes, expelling blood all over Ash's face. He cannot stay clean. No, yeah, it, it, it just it goes from bad to worse. Yeah. Like, I think it's done. And also the like goo that comes out. Yeah, I was like, is that minced garlic? I had to look <laughs> hey, up what it was. It's uh creamed corn. Right, really? Yeah. <laughs> it did look like minced garlic. I thought oatmeal, but I, I was like, I don't know, applesauce. Hey, that yeah. too. But that looks so cool. It the does. hands coming out of them. Yes. And yes. That's, it and looks really good. It's all so disgusting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember being very grossed out when I saw this for the first time. <laughs> it's like, no more. It's so yeah. gross. 
but there are also cockroaches all over the place now. Yeah. That's enough. For good measure, I guess, (laughs) you know. A voice says, join us, and it echoes before the cabin goes completely silent. Their recruitment game is strong. They are, yeah. That's a strong slogan. Join us. (laughs) Ash stands up, covered in blood, but triumphant. The clock begins to tick again as Ash lifts Linda's necklace and clinches it into his fist. The sun rises outside on a new morning as Ash makes his way out of the cabin. But the music stops, and we see the evil force once again making its way through the woods, bursting through the back door of the cabin, moving through the living room, and breaking through the front door. Ash turns around to meet the evil force with a scream, and the credits roll. So, what did you guys think of The Evil Dead? Very quickly, that last shot, Mm -hmm. Bruce Campbell said that that was done by mounting the camera on a tripod on a motorcycle, and they (laughs) drove it through the house and into Bruce Campbell, where he said he had ribs broken from them running into him. Bruce Campbell also had a camera fall on his face and got teeth knocked out. Jeez. His brother, when they were scouting the location, fell off a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? You know, it's almost like the woods are trying to keep them from making this movie. And Betsy Baker's eyelashes were all ripped out when they took her facial mold uh, off. Everyone like bled for this film. It's crazy. Literal blood, sweat, and tears. Yes. Also, I guess some ribs and teeth. Yes, <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, this is a great film. Mm-hmm. Like we said, the seams show in a lot of places. But again, like we said, that adds to the charm of it. It's just a great time. And mm-hmm. there's never a dull moment. No. No. To be fair. It gets going and stays going. Yeah. Yes. Obviously, if you can't tell, love this movie. <laughs> right. I don't want to say that I enjoy the other two over this one because they don't Mm -hmm. because they all have their own thing that they bring to the table and it's strong um this one is obviously a horror movie as compared to evil dead to an army of darkness yeah and that's what sets this movie apart for me as being I don't want to say just higher than the other two because mm-hmm. I do love the other two, but this one is genuinely scary. This yes. one is not there's there's a little slapstick, but it's not too much mm-hmm. to where it overtakes the whole movie. But this is fantastic. Like everything they did, they worked and learning about you know, like we've been talking about throughout the show about how them getting hurt and them yeah. living on location and them. They said they didn't even have a trailer out there for yeah. them to get warm. <laughs> they were there cold. Mm-hmm. Um, the lady, uh, the interview they did with her who played, I think it was uh, Linda, the one outside they that he beat with the... Yes. the she, they said that they would have to huddle around her because she had to stay right. in costume yeah. for so long and they had nowhere to stay warm. So they would stay around her to keep her warm because she couldn't come in, in and out of makeup. <laughs> right. And it's like, you people for real they did suffered. this shit. Yeah. yeah. You put time and mm-hmm. energy and all kinds of shit into this movie. And it still stands the test of time. Absolutely. Like this movie it does. It's great. I think that's the crazy thing about it is that there's nothing in this movie to me that feels dated. No. No. Yeah. 
I mean, down to him wearing the Apple headphones, but but. I mean, but literally you could watch this, you could throw it on at any time and it's like, no, this is still great. Everything still holds up. There's moments that aren't perfect, but you're like, you forgive them because you know what this is. Right. You know what you're getting yourself into and you love it. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I kind of always saw, like you said, this one is the straight horror film. Evil Dead 2 kind of strikes a balance between comedy and horror. Right. And then Army of Darkness is just a bunch of fun. <laughs> right. It's well, like a spectrum almost. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. You know? Well, there's a whole story why Evil Dead 2 is different. I, so, yeah. Yes. So, we'll, when we cover that, because we will cover that, of course. Yes, of course. We'll touch on that as well. I can't wait. Oh, no, me either. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it next week. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that brings us to ratings. And I will go first. No surprise, we've kind of throughout this entire process been gushing about it here and there. And though we've called out some mistakes and some goofs, (laughs) it's just an amazing film. And I'm very glad that it was made. It's a ton of fun to watch. It's scary when it needs to be. There's some levity there as well. Mm -hmm. Great effects for the time. Great effects for now, honestly. Oh, yeah. I've seen some films that couldn't hold a candle to this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it's like almost 40 years old. Yeah. There are also some not so great effects switching out cast that you can notice and everything, (laughs) but it all just adds to the charm of it. Mm -hmm. It's not anything to detract from it or take away from it. It adds to it. The other thing is all the stuff that they went through to make it and the fact that the story of it being made at all is inspiring as all hell. Yes. Oh, yeah. So to not repeat everything that I already said, out of 10 fake shimps... (laughs) I am going to give Evil Dead nine out of ten fake shimps. And I will now open the floor to you. I know I told you guys earlier that I wouldn't <laughs> just give this movie a ten. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't going to, but the more we did research and seeing, like I said again, and as much as we love Bruce Campbell, of because course. he's the greatest. Absolutely. Amen. Um <laughs> but like it it just elevates the movie so much more learning that like a movie that I loved as a kid growing up and then seeing all the hard work that went into it it's like son of a bitch it's like you guys yeah hell yeah <laughs> and i know i'm sure they'll never know who the hell i am but i mean it's this movie means something to me yeah and then to learn to see did you it kind of feels like you did this because you knew I was gonna watch this and right. love it. Yeah. You didn't not I know it wasn't for me, mm-hmm. but you kind of feel that way. And then learning everything they did, it's like you did this because you knew someday somebody was gonna love this shit. Even right. if you took a gamble on it or you whatever, you knew somebody is gonna fucking love this. And I know you do. Absolutely. And I know you like the movie. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm sitting here <laughs> trying to take it on a date. But <laughs> this movie, like I said, watching everything and then whatnot with me, I have to go back on what I said. <laughs> and I will give this movie 10 out of 10 fake shimps. <laughs> 10. Yes. 10 of them. He's done it. And you did it. And I respect not, it. They're 100%. not fake. No, you love These no. are yeah. real chefs. So <laughs> you're changing the game. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've kind of gone over why this film is so special mm-hmm. and how influential it is. Like it's undeniable. Right. And 
It's just so inspiring to like you said, it does remind me of us. Right. Kind of being huge fans of horror, mm-hmm. kind of being nobodies. Right. Yeah. I mean, being, being we're nobodies, yeah, we're but not. they were kind of nobodies. <laughs> and trying to build something from something that we love so much mm-hmm. and try to share that with other people. It's just, it's inspiring. And to see how far they've come from there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's funny. I The producer. Rob, Rob Tappert. Yeah. His future wife watched that movie before she ever met him mm-hmm. and was like, what kind of disgusting person made this? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's funny because you never know where it's going to go and who it's going to reach. And I'm just so glad that it was made. You know what I yes. mean? Oh yeah. But all the rambling aside, um, on a scale from one to 10 fake shimps, I'm going to agree with you T and hmm. I, I have to give it nine out of 10 fake shimps. It's just, I mean, before we really dug in, I was like, that's probably an eight. Right. But man, just the more you read about it and the more you see, how hard they worked and what they made out of almost nothing. It's just like, wow. It's incredible. It's it's amazing. Well, not not to mention uh like they ran into a lot of roadblocks. Oh my god. They, like the yes. funding, the the trying to get it to come out. This dude got sued over this movie. Yes, mm-hmm. he did. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot of shit that had to happen for this movie to come out. Yes. And to see them overcome all of this shit. And then, like I said, when we do Evil Dead 2, we'll talk about the story and why, you know, all that happened. But, mm-hmm. like, you can't but admire that shit. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, Damn. Yeah. It's like, he, Sam Raimi fought to make sure that this movie stayed alive. And it's it's like, hell yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. We're thank grateful. You. Yes. Yeah, thank, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Sam. Everyone, all of them. Thank you, guys. God bless us, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate The Evil Dead and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at The Podmortem. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at TravisMWH, at Blood and Smoke, and at RealStreeter84. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special thank you to our Windigo Getter patrons. And remember, some things are better left unsaid, and some books are better left unread. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned until after the music for a special thank you to our Windigo Getter patrons. Woo! Yeah. Thank you. A special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Melanie Van Heusden, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Gary Fender, Jordan Nash, Kent and Allison Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, and Travis and Nisa Hunter. Thank you all so much. Thank you, guys. Thank that means you. more than we can say. I know we say that every week, but it's so fucking true. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. We appreciate it so much. We say it every week because we try to put it into words and it just yeah, you, yeah. Can't. Yeah. you can't, <laughs> can't do it. Do it. Suffice it to say, <laughs> it is an honor that yes. you've decided to join us. Because <laughs> they said it on the movie. Yeah. Deadites. Until next time. <laughs>